0: Episode 252 of the Late Night Vision Show. Welcome back. We've got a great show for you today. We're doing another scope review. Uh, before we jump into the review of what, and talk about what we're going to be talking about, i uh, are going to bring in the owner of Outdoor Legacy, Mr. Jason Robertson. Uh, hey, man. You having a good day? How's What's good, going on? Yeah, it's
1: good. So, so we're going to talk about it before we talk about it. We're going to talk about it, it before so we what, talk I, about it. That's what I got out of it. Yes,
0: sir. Awesome.
1: All right. Well, Tell them what we're going to talk about before we talk about
0: it. Yeah, we are going to be reviewing today the IRA Rico GL35 or the Infra-Ray Outdoor Rico GL35. Uh, we've actually already reviewed, and if you're looking for the model with the laser rangefinder, I was talking to a guy earlier that was getting him a little bit confused. The IRA Rico GL35R. The R indicates the rangefinder. That's the one that we've already reviewed. You can go back and watch that if you want to. This is just the regular GL35 without the rangefinder. We're going to be talking about reviewing it. We've got it here to show, running down specs as usual, talking about our likes and dislikes, what's in the box, doing a walk around. We're going to jump straight into the review. Uh, that way we can keep y'all's attention for as long as possible. <laughs> but I do, I do. Yeah, and, at some point I would do want to talk about, because people have asked, uh, our coyote hunting tournament, uh, that we had, um, uh, a week ago and people have asked how it went. So if you want to, maybe we can talk about it at the end, the end, towards the end of the show.
1: Okay. So I do want to mention here, episode 235, about wow. three months ago, that's when we did the GL 35 R. I wanted to look that up. Gosh, so if you're looking ahead. for the, the model with the laser range finder, it is, episode 235 of the late night vision show. So guys, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead, since we're talking about that unit, uh, I want to bring up a few things and clear up, you know, maybe some, some further confusion. So this unit that I've got right here, Hans has got one too. This is the GL35 without the laser range finder. The first real confusion that, that comes in. Whoa. My mic just went sideways. Hold on. Let's get this (laughs) where we need to be. Okay. Um, the, the real confusion is, is that it looks exactly the same from, you know, mm-hmm. across the room. You've got this par- portion over here. That's where the laser rangefinder is on the rangefinder model. This one does not. Uh, this is actually the battery. Hans is going to do a walk around and show you everything about it. But I just wanted to say, when people look at it, you go, well, there's the laser rangefinder. It's right. actually not. That's where a battery is. Right. And so uh, I'm going to go ahead and give away uh, a little bit of the the sauce here if you've already watched that review. This scope is the same uh, essential scope as the rangefinder model, except it does not have a rangefinder and it has a totally different battery pack system. Right. Uh, we will be talking about the batteries more in depth here. Uh, we're talking about the battery life here when I go down through the specs. Hans is going to show you how the batteries work. Mm-hmm so again, looks the same on the exterior batteries, totally different. Uh, all the other functions are pretty much going to be the same image quality, what have you, while we're talking about image quality, um, we're getting a lot of phone calls guys to say, okay, uh, there's getting to be a lot of, uh, infrared or, or IRA scopes out there. So we've now got the GL. 35 we've got the GL 35r with the rangefinder we've got the IRA USA Bravo we've got the uh, the uh, IRA bolt TL 35 there was version one now there's version two we'll be talking about the, the V2 uh, bolt in a few weeks so just again lo- lots of confusion but here's what I can tell you uh, just as a, a broad brush whether you're looking at the TL-30, not the TL-35, the uh, (laughs) GL-35, the GL-35R, the Bravo or the Bolt TL-35 version one, Mm. version two, Mm. essentially these units are all the same image quality, Right. okay? They're three power base mag and we might could argue that one's got a little different screen and it may, but essentially guys, There's not a minute's difference, in my opinion, between the image quality. But what this does is, you know, well, then why all the models? Well, they all offer something different. I mean, this is obviously a more compact style design. The bolt is in your 30 millimeter tube for guys that, you know, want to go straight to a bolt gun or guys that just really like that design, the Bravo uh, very cool unit. It's got the magnetic USB adapters. It's got the really cool housing. So just a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, every one of them has got their own little perks of what they're good for. But I just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Throw out any confusion on the front end that essentially broad brush speak, speaking, um, put these in a bag, shake them up. You're going to get three power out of all of them and you're going to get the same basic image
0: quality. So this all is right. probably a good spot. This is probably a good spot to put this because uh, if you want to know what what the differences are and what would be good for you and what would not be good for you. Uh if you want to compare this to any other optic, if you're looking to purchase something and you need advice, you can always give us a call uh eight seven seven three five zero one eight one eight. You can find all our all of our optics on the website, outdoorlegacygear.com. But you can call and talk to me. Uh you can call and talk to Ashley, our new salesman, uh as well, and we can give you uh our field assessments. And these, when you know, I was talking to a guy earlier, these are optics we all hunt with, we test with, uh, we do testing with. Uh, We don't just create the videos and create the podcast uh, and just show the scope and throw it back in a box. These are all things that we hunt with. So if you need purchasing advice, if you want to purchase an optic from us, give us a call, 877-350-1818. All right, Jason, I'll let you get to the specs. Go ahead.
1: All right, good deal. Uh, Like your commercial, that was a good spot to throw that (laughs) in there. So, yeah, and I'm going to say one thing before I get into this. Hans made a point there. I don't think it can be stressed enough. If we sell an optic, we hunt with that optic, period. There is not a single optic on our entire website at OutdoorLegacyGear.com that we do not hunt with. I mean, we test, we use, uh, there may be some things we haven't had time to review, uh, but but we have we use every single one of them. So just if you ever call and, and we're not looking at the specs and saying, well, we think it's going to do this, we mm-hmm. can tell you for a fact uh, what it's going to do. So with that said, let's jump in again. I, I've mentioned about three other scopes here. Mm-hmm. So to be clear, this week we are reviewing the InfraRay or iRay as we call them. Uh, Rico GL35 non or no LRF the Rico G- yes. GL35 the no, price no, no on R.
0: <laughs> no, R. no R no R no
1: R all right the the price on this unit is twenty nine ninety nine coming in right there at three thousand dollars and. I'm going to tell you guys, there is a lot of bang for that Mm -hmm. buck in this price. I'm really, really impressed with this unit for that. We will get into that here more. So it is a 384 by 288 resolution unit, the thermal sensor. It is 12 microns. It's sub 50 millikelvins. It's a three power base magnification Uh, optically. It does have digital zoom, taking it up to a 12 power. It's got an AMOLED display, 1024 by 768 resolution on the display. It is, uh, field of view is going to be 39 feet at 100 yards horizontally. Um, I know sometimes guys uh, have have told me, they say, listen, you throw the specs out and you tell us this field of view, but I don't really know what that means. Is that normal? Is it wide? Is it narrow? Uh, I would say 39 feet is going to be on the low side of average mm-hmm. um i think you know in my opinion anything around that 40, 40 to i'm going to say 40 to 60 feet mm-hmm. is going to be average something yeah. it's just me coming up with that but i mean really that, that that's my opinion so i'm going to say that's the low side of average um, detection range uh, according to the ira specs is going to be 1750 yards on a on a you know human uh size you know something standing out there. So like a human's another 1,750 yards, uh, ID range. This is one that is definitely subjective. Uh, Hans and I like to give our personal opinion of what you can positively identify a hog from a coyote from a deer. All right. And our feeling is we try to give distances that are realistic, that are safe and that most people with a little bit of hunting experience and kind of knowing what the animal should look like will be able to do. You may be able to look at this and you may say, oh my goodness, I can see way further. You maybe look at it and go, man, I can't see, I I can't identify quite that far, but we think this is very realistic, 300 to 350
0: yards. And I'll say, yeah, and I'll say there's, mm -hmm. there's other people out there that would say that that's way too low on the low side. And just to give an example, last weekend, I was hunting in a, a predator hunting contest, and we saw what looked like a coyote six, six 700 yards out, and everybody's getting ready. This, but, this, this is a story that needs its own show, yeah, but go ahead. But, <laughs> but as that coyote came in closer, and I was telling everybody, hey, let's let us let it get in closer, let's look at it a little bit closer, We it got 200, 250 yards away and realized that was a regular dog that looked a lot like a coyote. And we, there were some small things that we could tell. You know, the tail was, didn't look right. The tail was sticking straight up. But anyway, our numbers can, are probably more conservative than others, but it's for that reason. Coyote hunting uh, is is not just coyote hunting. You're trying to distinguish between a coyote and a domestic dog. So keep that in mind when you see these these, uh, ID ranges and what they might be compared to some other places that you see them.
1: Yeah. And we're also trying to give something that, that's realistic and a little bit, you know, all around. Mm-hmm. So I have been in multiple situations, um, especially like in the spring, uh, when you've got, you know, tall grass, you've got, uh, depending on what part of the country and maybe it's rye grass that that's come up from the winter. Maybe it's, you know, you're on, uh, some kind of wheat pasture, whatever it is. But you've got tall grass and, and you get uh, deer and hogs out mm-hmm. there in a the field. Uh, guys, I'm going to tell you, I have been there and I have seen it. Uh, a, a deer with its head down in tall grass can look like a hog moving mm-hmm. around. And so uh, you got to be careful. Yeah. So again, we're, we're trying to be realistic uh, in, in you know, what we think is a safe distance. Mm-hmm. So three to 350 yards on the ID range. Startup time is under 10 seconds. It has five different uh, thermal color palettes has seven reticle options and it's got four reticle color options it's got black white red and green um, it's got picture in picture is built in it has a standby mode and it has a one shot zero as well now the batteries this is uh, very important uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna let Hans show you more about the batteries, but I'm going to say this. This unit has two batteries. It's a two-battery pack system. It's got one internal, non-removable battery, and then it has one fully removable proprietary battery pack. That battery is... Uh, oh, gosh. And I, I don't want to say this and, and be wrong. I think it's the... Now, I don't know if I can get it out of here to look. Um, it's the IBP, and I don't remember which one it is, Hans. There's a... Keep I'm gonna, and I'll, pull it out and I'll Okay. I was going to try to pull this thing out and all right. So, uh, the internal battery, all right, guys, I did a, a test on this and our disclaimer on these tests is this is a best case scenario, but it's the only way to really test it. Charge the unit completely fully up and start a timer, turn it on and let it go. Now I will say that yes, for a few minutes, I did record some video. Yes, I did walk out and, you know, look at some hogs, but, but generally speaking for the vast amount of hours, this thing is is just sitting there and I'm babysitting it watching to see when it goes off on that internal battery. I got a little over six and a half hours. Okay. That's the non-removable battery. Uh, I'm going to round that down just a little bit. We're just going to call it six and a half hours. Now, on the single removable battery, all right? Uh, that unit, I got seven <laughs> hours, a little bit over. So what we're looking at there is 13 and a half hours, right out of the box. Making sure my math's right, I didn't say that wrong. And yep, while you're late, that's and, a, That's an
0: IBP2, which is a mouthful, but IBP2 battery, okay, removable. it's the
1: IBP2. Now here's another important factor. All right. So you just take this scope out, out of the box, turn it on again, bench test. You're looking at 13 and a half hours, Um, really running this out in the field in normal hunting conditions, turning it off, turning it on, recording video, zooming, doing all those functions, maybe some Wi-Fi. I think you're going to bring that down. Maybe you can knock an an hour or two off of that. Take it under really cold conditions. Mm -hmm. Obviously that can come down from there as well, but here's the cool part. In the box with this GL 35, you get two of those IBP two batteries. So that that is the seven hour battery. Mm-hmm. So as it stands right now, when you open the box on a bench test, this unit has over 20 hours of runtime. Guys, I don't know what to say about that. No. I mean, that's insane. Uh the, the 13 and a half is awesome. If for some reason you said, man, I'm I, you know, Two batteries is awesome. I got 20 hours, but man, re- it's really, really cold. I need another battery. Those batteries are only $99. Yeah. So you can buy spares, but you're getting a spare with it. That's a big deal. Um, I don't know any other company besides IRA that throws in spares. I don't do that with every scope, mm-hmm. but some of the scopes do. Uh, some of the, like the, the cabins, uh, the, the handheld monoculars, they come with a spare. That's a big deal, oh, guys. Yeah. It's a hundred extra bucks you're getting. Yeah. So- Again, just to reiterate there, six and a half hours on the internal, seven hours on the removable um, with a spare mm-hmm. uh, removable as well. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Recoil rating, 300 Win Mag or a seven millimeter mag. Uh, it is an IPS six, seven rating. That means it is fully waterproof, submersible to three foot for 30 minutes. It is rated for down to negative four degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, or up to 122 uh, degrees Fahrenheit. It has a polymer housing um, with the American Defense Manufacturing mount that you can see we have on the bottom. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, And the batteries, it weighs 28 ounces. And there is also the uh, IRA five-year warranty with their five business day uh, Mm repair-replace policy. So that is uh, something that, is awesome too. Now, let me talk real quick about the mounts and explain what's going on. Um, Hans, yeah. I'm assuming his unit does as well. My unit right here, I've got the little small I-Ray American Defense man, I'm, Manufacturing I'm going to hold
0: up the, the, the factory mount that comes with it in the box. Okay. So I'm holding that up right now. So,
1: so in the box, there is a factory mount and Hans is holding that up right now. All right. And, and that mount is several inches long it offers a benefit for guys who wanna mount this on a bolt action rifle. You're most likely, any kind of a rifle with a fixed stock, you're gonna need to get this scope back for the proper eye relief. That mount will work for that. You will need a Picatinny rail on top of your rifle, uh, say your bolt gun, but that's what you're gonna need. You're not most likely gonna be able to use the small little American defense mount and mount it on anything with a fixed stock. It's gonna sit so far forward, it's gonna be extremely unlikely that you're gonna be able to get your eye up there to where it needs to be. So that's gonna be the mount you're gonna wanna use. Some guys just like that mount anyway and use it on an AR, Mm -hmm. that's fine, no problem. I will say that it is not a return to zero quick detach mount. If you take that mount off, I would plan on re-zeroing. You may be able to go back and it and it be zeroed, but I would plan on at least testing. It is not a return to zero mount. If you do want to take it off and on, maybe hold it in your hand or switch it from rifle to rifle. You're going to want this little small American Defense QD mount. Uh, we love American Defense. They make, in our opinion, the best mounts on the US market. Uh, American made a lifetime warranty mm-hmm. on those mounts. So With that said, uh, right now we're recording this in, I guess it is the first week of March Mm -hmm. in 2023. Uh, IRA has a promotion where they are including on the first round of these this little $200 American Defense Manufacturing mount. So that is something that you would get if you make the purchase now. We do not know mm-hmm. that that is going to continue. So you may be watching this in two, <laughs> three, four, five, six months, a year, and you may go, hey, I want my free little mount. The free mount might not still exactly. be with that. That is an IRA promotion. We'll see. I'm, I've told them. Last week, I said, man, keep this going. It's a great, oh, yeah. great deal. It makes this scope an even better deal than it already is. But even if that promotion ends, you are still getting a mount that Hans is holding up in the box. It will mount to an AR. It will mount to a bolt gun. It does provide the proper eye relief that you need. Uh, it, it will work. We really like and prefer the American Defense mount, a little small mount. Uh, but again, that's just an option. Yeah. And so, Hans, yeah. I think I have drugged that You've out for it. as long as I can, but I think that is all the info. Show them the scope and show them what's going all on right. with
0: it. Gonna, I've got stuff falling out of it already. Here's the, the bag that it comes Great. in. It also comes in a box. It uh, does come with a short user manual, user guide in it. Uh, just quickly, we already talked about the factory mount that it comes with. We got that uh, with a set of screws. It does come with the USB-C cable that you can connect uh, this optic to your computer if you want to do so. There's the extra IBP2 battery, along with a charging base. So you can stick that battery in the base, plug it into the wall with the wall charger uh, and plug it into the wall. Or you can plug the entire scope into uh, the wall charger and just plug uh, and charge both batteries, the internal and external together. Uh, it also comes with some little cool little thermal targets to set up to make it easier to side in. So it does come with a handful of those uh, and a cleaning cloth. So let's get on to the walk around uh, as I put this thing down. Not so um, finesse like. So <laughs> I already talked about the American defense. Jason's already showed it on his optic. We talk about using this stuff. I literally have my American defense rifle sitting next to me that I took this off of. Uh, I've already sighted it in. I'm going to put it back on. I know it's going to hold zero. That's the great thing about it. Very small amount very small footprint, perfect for an AR, one throw lever. Yes, folks, one throw lever is all you need. Uh, It has the side, (laughs) the side compartment for the extra removable external battery. This has got a little uh, handle, a little, uh, I don't know, a little plastic flap that flips up, you pull it out. Internal battery obviously is on the inside. It's non-removable plastic lens cap, focusable. It's a 35 millimeter objective lens, focusable objective lens, uh, adjustment here, uh, around and close to the objective. Uh, and I'm trying to be descriptive because I forget, Jason, that there are people that don't watch the videos. They just listen in their car. So sure. I'm like, oh man, okay. I need to be more descriptive about what I'm talking about. Uh, We've got a uh, focusable eyepiece diopter right here by the, uh, the uh, rubber eye cup. This is a removable eye cup. Some people leave it on there. Some people take it off your USB-C plug here on the side. I also want to point out the button layout on top. I really like this, and I really like the Rico design of the buttons. People are hunting with these optics. I know it's hard to believe, but people, Jason, are hunting where it's very, very cold, and they got to wear gloves. <laughs> and we try to avoid those <laughs> kind of hunting conditions down here in Texas. But you can operate, and this is a big deal, and I get it because I've gone out and tried to do some of these scopes with gloves on, and it's almost impossible you can operate these buttons in the dark with gloves on. There's enough spacing. There's enough. Uh, there's there's this plastic ribbing in between the buttons, so you can tell where you're at. But you can 100% operate this scope with winter gloves on and not have a problem. So very small, compact. Jason, very you know, looks great on an AR-style rifle. I I even had it on a uh, when I first got it. I didn't have the ADM mount that I needed. I had uh, uh, the factory mount is what I had because uh, we sent some separate stuff. Anyway, I I had it mounted on a on a bolt action rifle and it worked and felt great with the factory mount. But now I've got it mounted on the the AR and with the with the ADM mount and perfect, uh, not too big, not, you know, perfect size. But that is the walk around and the. Uh, uh, what's in the box, which is kind of a new thing that we've started to do. But I have to tell you, I, I have to remember every time to grab the box before we're about to start to recording because I always forget. Um, but let's talk about just kind of our quick general thoughts and, and maybe run down some dislikes and some likes about the optic.
1: Well, let's get the likes and dislikes out of the way. I always like to get the bad news out. Um, I'll be honest, guys. Um, we don't have a lot of dislikes on this scope for what it is. Uh, I think the likes can go on much, much longer. So let's
0: get the dislikes not, out of the and, way. Yeah, and not I because think... this scope is perfect. Sorry, Jason. Not because the scope is no, perfect. It's because no. this picture image that we've talked about is something we've seen for a while. The Bravos have been out for a while. Uh, the Bolt TL35s have been out for a while. I mean, these are these are um, picture image. This this quality of picture image is something that we uh, are very familiar with, very used to this, this 384 from IRA with the 12 micron. Um, But I think what we're seeing and with a change of what they're doing is more features, rechargeable batteries, you know, pricing, sub $3,000 pricing is what uh, is new. And that's what the exciting part is. So, but anyway, let's talk about the dislikes.
1: Okay. So let's talk about some of these uh, dislikes. Again, I like to get the bad news out of the way. Um, And again, it's not really bad news, but I think to be consistent and we have to be consistent is one thing that we have complained about with some other scope brands is we've said, Hey, you know what? Uh, Internal batteries in a perfect world, we would not have internal batteries. We would be able to take the batteries out completely removable batteries. And so it does have an internal battery. The truth is uh, I'm not overly concerned about that, uh, especially when you have a five-year warranty mm-hmm. that covers that internal battery. So uh, again, not a huge deal, but I, I think to be consistent, we would prefer that, you know, Scopes didn't know Scope had an internal battery. Uh, again, one thing we have praised, uh, you know, iRay for, even on the GL35R, which is the, you know, the counterpart to this Scope that has the range finder, is it's got a A non-proprietary, what I call a generic battery, a rechargeable battery that you can buy off the shelf. This has a proprietary battery. Mm -hmm. So, again, I mean, would we prefer that it was not? Absolutely, we would. And so I think, again, we're just being consistent there. With that said, I will give praise where praise is due. If you're going to have internal batteries, which many many scopes do, or you're going to have proprietary batteries, make them good. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing here is this is probably uh, the best. And I'm gonna, Hans. I'm saying this here without <laughs> you know really thinking this out, which is not normally good. But I don't know if we've seen a scope with an internal and removable. Combined battery life that offers this kind of battery life. I mean, it's uh, it, it's really really impressive. Mm-hmm. So they did a good job, yeah. and and to Iray's defense, they're giving you another spare battery, and they only cost ninety nine dollars, hundred bucks. Yeah. So that's I think that's not bad. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to continue on with the the dislikes. A couple things I scratched down. Um, I do think that it is a little on the heavy side. I mean, 28 ounces with this mount. I mean, to be honest, it's really not that much different than its competition, but you know, I know some guys are super, super concerned about weight. So that might be a small concern. Uh, Now, I I think one more thing, and this is really not this unit itself. I think it's with Iray uh, with their, Mm -hmm. um, you know, menus and functions in general. I wish we had a little more control over the image. Uh, all we can control is the brightness mm-hmm. and the sharpness of the image, and they're in increments of five. So each change that you make, and again, this is you need to find what you like, yeah. what looks best to you. Each change is big. Yeah. And for me, I normally find sitting in the middle, mm-hmm. like, Three, three, yeah. you know, or yeah. three, four, somewhere in that middle is, is what I like. But, but again, there's just five increments. I almost feel like if we had a contrast adjustment mm-hmm. and all these adjustments, we could, you know, maybe stretch them out to like ten, so the increments were smaller. But again, I'm nitpicking here, guys, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that way on all the IRA scopes. It's not just this one minor detail. But that's my little short dislikes now. I want to redeem myself here Hans before I let you take back over and I want to say something positive because yeah. I've I've said the negatives uh and again I guess I mentioned this in the negatives but man the battery life that's a huge huge thing for me I mean to get that kind of battery let me tell you guys it was a pain <laughs> testing these batteries and I've got to test them separately because you know we got to get the internal then we got to get the, the removable and so that battery life was nuts on this thing. I mean, it was just, I babysit this thing forever and uh, really, really impressed with that. And, and I'm going to leave you a couple positives. I'm sure you've got something on your list. But what the last thing that I really want to say is, and I want to talk about this more kind of when we wrap it up, but guys, $29.99, this thing's a value for the dollar. So that's, that's a huge like for me.
0: Yeah, I would say value for the dollar. And it's kind of funny because you did. You, uh, and while you're doing that, I'm turning this scope off because I realized I left it on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you you talked about it because you did actually, you turned the, the dislike into a like. I saw what you did there where you're talking about the batteries being proprietary. <laughs> and then you talked about how great it was. So uh, that's, that's very good uh, salesmanship. Uh, very good very good hey, You're, i'm teaching yeah. you well i guess uh no oh yeah exactly uh, i exactly. would say you know exactly 100% of everything you said would like to have more adjustments with the the picture image just the brightness and the the sharpness are, are really all you got and it almost seems like the sharpness is like <laughs> one level is a little too low and the next level up is a little too high and maybe that's just for my <laughs> own personal preference but um that, along with the proprietary batteries that you talked about, the weight is a separate thing, but still a lot of people are very sensitive to that, sensitive sensitive to that as well. Um, I would say, though, man, this like $3,000 and under price range and $3,500 and under price range is so stacked right now. I mean, from top to bottom, there's a lot of great optics. And this one coming in at under $3,000 is really a big power play. Because if you think about it, and I'm trying to do math right off or thinking about right off the top of my head, there are other optics now in that under $3,000 price range that have rechargeable batteries. But I think that the what this has and the capability it has with the magnification at three power, it really opens up a lot of people to be able to have a scope that you can really reach out there and take a good shot on a coyote, but also is considered a compact scope. It does have video and audio recording. It does have the rechargeable batteries. Um, You know, it's got the magnification uh, uh, for somebody that needs to be able to reach out there and take a good shot. But at the same time, you know, this is an optic that is going to be easy to use, easy to set up. Easy side in. It's not overly complicated. Uh, and it's gonna be with the warranty that shows the manufacturer's confidence in the quality of the build. You when you pick it up and you feel it, and you're like, This is a solid scope. Like you said, it's it's a little on the heavy side, but it it doesn't feel doesn't feel cheap by any means. It feels like something yeah. that's gonna last a long it reminds me like the old Remember the old Armasites armist, uh, and then Fleers? You know, you got them out and they just felt like tanks, you know, but you, they just felt indestructible. I, I wouldn't say that this feels like a tank, uh, but no. it does feel very, very well built, well put together. Solid. Solid. Like it's going to be able to take many, many thousands and thousands of rounds of recoil uh, without any problem. So I there is a lot to like about the scope. Again, the button layout for me. Uh, And and for all my friends up north that are coyote hunting with gloves on, the button layout's perfect. The picture image is great. Uh, There's a lot in the price with all the features, five-year warranty, rechargeable. I mean, the price is what makes this such a great buy. So there's one
1: more thing I want to say here that I think is important. And that is the fact that it does come with this longer Mm mount that does allow this unit to be Uh, mounted to a bolt action or fixed stock rifle with a Picatinny rail and you can get the proper eye relief. The reason that's a big deal is there are many other scopes on the market that are small and compact like this scope that do not have an option for a long mount like that. So it is just, it is not uh, possible for many people to use these other scopes on a bolt action style rifle, uh, they yeah. just can't do it. They cannot get the eye relief. So I think it's really cool that this scope actually has that option and it's included with it. So I know there's a lot of guys like, "Well, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put it on an AR." Okay, that's fine. The AR is the 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 you know Legos <laughs> of yeah. of the shooting world. Right. You can you can make anything happen. Uh, but when you There's a lot of guys that are shooting bolt-action style rifles or fixed stock rifles, and they need that extra eye relief. So anyway, I just think it's a positive that it has a mount and it comes yeah. with that mount if that is something that you need. Yeah. Um, now, moving along, Hans, as we kind of put a wrap on this, I think this is, this is the tough part without just saying this is a great scope for everybody, <laughs> uh, but who do you really think this scope is good for and and maybe sometimes I mean sometimes it's maybe easier to say who it's not good for but you know give us your basic thoughts on that and then you know I'll kind of I'll wrap it and see if, if I agree with you or not
0: so uh, you know just for personal experience I uh, am a coyote hunter I'm a hog hunter I'm pretty much anything that steps out that I've don't want their <laughs> the kind of hunter sure. uh, in in, le- in the legal realm. So I, I like three power. I've It's something that's grown on me. I remember the old days when you and I were like 1.6 power or, or death, you know? <laughs> uh, we, sure. we didn't, you know, the old 1.6 power and that's all we wanted. But I, I don't know if it's I'm getting older or... I'm taking on some longer shots or yes. Maybe, yeah. You're getting older, definitely, oh, you know, um, go ahead Sorry. Taking, <laughs> long, taking longer shots or, or doing more and more predator coyote hunting, but I do like the three power. So what I would say is uh, instead of just putting people in classification by what you're hunting, really, if your average shot is going to be over a hundred yards, I would say that a three power optic is going to be good for you, especially if you're a predator hunter, a varmint hunter, you know, a, a hundred yard shot, on a coyote is not an easy shot. And you got to keep in mind, every time you double your magnification, you're cutting your resolution in half. So you, you definitely want to have something where you're getting the benefit of the full resolu- resolution uh, of the optic. And you want to buy something just as just as important as buying an optic that has uh, the best picture image is also buying an optic that has the correct base magnification. So Predator, varmint hunters, I would definitely go with a three-power, so I think that this would be right in line with that. Hog hunters, anybody else that is shooting on average over 100 yards, I think uh, this or a three-power optic is going to be good for you for that reason. If your average shot's 50 yards, call me cause we we will talk about some other things, <laughs> you know, some other options. Yeah. Uh, and the, you know, I has got a, a great two power scope, you know, that also doubles as a monocular that we can talk about. But, but anyway, um, I would say in general, on average, over a hundred yards or further, this optic is going to be good for you, no matter what you're hunting.
1: And, and I'm going to take what he's saying, and I'm going to even back it down a little bit more. And I'm going to say most guys that are shooting 60 to 75 yards mm-hmm. Um, and furrier, I don't disagree. They're not even going to want a three. power. Yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, you get you get up to seventy five yards. Or, so again, but 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 here's the deal, guys. We're getting mighty specific into <laughs> we, b- because I could say that, and you could say, "Man, I shoot a lot at seventy five yards. I need a three power." But there could be other situations and things that I go, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Hang on. You don't need a three power. You need a two, or maybe a two and a half." Super important. That's one thing that uh, you will hear if you listen to this show much. Hans and I harp on magnification, uh, besides setting your budget and staying within mm-hmm. that budget, which is the number one thing you got to do. Number two is buying the right magnification. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, we hear it all the time and I understand I'm not, not belittling anybody. We're glad that people call and, and talk to us, but we, people will put scopes like I'm looking at this one and this one, and one's a two power and one's a four power. Yeah. And I'm like, or, well, you're looking at a half ton and a three-quarter ton. Or and it doesn't mean the three-quarter ton's better if you don't need it. I mean, what do you need? And that's where I think Hans and myself and Ashley, uh, the three of us, with just our experience in the field, we just we, we want to talk to you and want to figure out what you're doing and make sure you're getting the right magnification. Because these optics are tools, and buying the wrong tool for the job
0: uh, it's yeah. not good. And I want to mention something because there are, you know, there are people that are calling and, and they're looking at a, a three or four power, 384 resolution scope, because that's what they need because of the distance they're shooting, but they're like, yep. yeah, but for the same money, I can get a 640 scope. Mm-hmm. That's a two power. Mm-hmm. I'll say, well, yeah. here's what's happens. You know, when you turn that thing on and if every time you turn it on, you automatically have to bump it up to four power then you essentially have a 320 resolution scope. And then once you lay it out That's that right. way, they understand. But uh, yes, yes, you, everything you said is is absolutely 100% correct on and, that.
1: And so, guys, if you just heard this last 60 seconds of Hans and I going back and forth about magnification and resolution and zooming, and you went, oh, my gosh, I have no idea what they're talking about give us a call. (laughs) I mean, that is when you get ready to make the purchase, you just, you're like, I don't know. I don't want to make the mistake. You can call us at 877-350-1818. And like I said, uh, Hans, Ashley, myself, we're glad to help explain all that and figure out if this Rico GL35 is the right scope for you. I think to put a wrap on this, my opinion is this is a fantastic scope. I will say to you, I think, you know, again, I know we're, we're a few pennies under $3,000, uh, <laughs> but but to say $3,000 and under, I think I can say without a doubt, this mm-hmm. is absolutely one of the best thermal scopes we've ever seen in this price range. Uh, I mean, right now on the market, you know, nose to nose with this, there's probably only one, maybe two other scopes that really fit in there that I would say, man, I mean, for this for this price, that are just uh, direct competitors. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of other scopes on the market uh, that are in that 33 to 35 to $3800 range that are going to have the image quality of this unit. Now they may have some other features and some other benefits that might, you know, be better for you, but the point is great great value for the dollar and once again, you know, iRay has produced a fantastic mm-hmm. optic that we're very happy with. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It will without a doubt, this will make our show, uh, you know, our best thermal scopes under 3000. This is going to be up there on the list. I can already predict that right now. But like Jason said, if you want to purchase an optic, you need advice, uh, you give us a call 877-350-1818, outdoorlegacygear.com. I'm gonna say it again, outdoorlegacygear.com. Uh, make sure you get to the right address because we had some confusion in the past, but uh, we are... This is the Late Night Vision Show, um, but we are Outdoor Legacy Gear. So uh, we appreciate your call. We appreciate your business uh, and giving us uh, any uh, business or any referrals is much appreciated. Anyway, uh, if you want to find out more about Outdoor Legacy, if you want to see all the social posts that they're posting uh, and uh, where they're at, you can find them on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me now on Facebook. Well, wow, It just seems weird to even say that, but yes, I am on Facebook. Now you can find my Facebook page at Hans ETX. That's H A N S E T X. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram at the same thing. Uh, and on, uh, YouTube, I just put out a video of best hunts, uh, with a scope that we just reviewed prior. So you can go check that out. And I will be reviewing the same optic on my channel uh, as well in the next couple of weeks. So you can Check, uh, check that out over there. I think that's, uh, all right guys. So,
1: uh, I think the biggest news that some people yeah. are still hearing is that Hans is Facebook. on Facebook yeah. and uh, this will probably be a shock to me even in a year from now. Um, but he is, still used he is to it. blowing up Facebook. Yeah. He is, he is spamming Facebook. Oh. I mean, he is like
0: posting stuff on the late night hey. vision
1: show account and outdoor legacy account. My and goal his account.
0: is to yeah. dominate everybody's newsfeed. That's what I want to put in my bio. <laughs> I will dominate your newsfeed. feed. <laughs> it, Let's just hope that Facebook does not enable the
1: dislike. Yeah, button. Exactly. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. No, no. So, all right, guys, listen, hope you enjoyed the review. Hope you got something out of it. You know, you've heard us. We're not going to say it 10 more times, but if you need help, you're ready to make a purchase. But you just don't know what you need to buy. Uh, or you know, again, maybe this confused you a little bit more or you're just not sure. Give us a call. Uh, we are glad to help. We'd love to have your business. Uh, listen, if you're looking for this kind of content, keep coming back to the Late Night Vision show, whether that's on YouTube or one of the podcast apps or on Facebook. We, we load the videos uh, there as well, because we have got tons of reviews coming this year. There are some cool new mm-hmm. scopes coming right now that we know about that we are just waiting to get our grubby little paws on and do some tests on. So we will be doing uh, more of that. We've also got some some topics type shows, not just reviews, got some other stuff we're planning there as well. So a little bit of something for everybody. But guys, we hope to see y'all here again next week. But between now and then, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes.